Welcome to Destination Transformation Podcast, where we desire to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, by bringing our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, my wife, Carrie Hunter. Hi there, listeners, and welcome to episode 11 of Destination Transformation Podcast. It is by the grace of God that this podcast is made available, and I'm thrilled you've decided to join us here today. A special thank you to all my faithful listeners and friends who encourage me to keep putting these out there and who have passed on this podcast to their family and friends. I pray this podcast will be a blessing to each and every one of you. Please know you are in my prayers. Last week, we began part one of our series on sins that so easily beset us, and we talked about the sin of self-righteousness. For those of you who are first-time listeners, first let me welcome you, and I encourage you to go back and listen to part one. It's my observation that all of us struggle with self-righteousness from time to time, and I believe you'll get some helpful ways to combat it in the podcast. As long as we're robed in this body of flesh, we are going to have a spiritual battle to fight. Please allow me to open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time you've given us and for your holy word and your presence. Please help me to speak the truth in love today and to grow in the grace and knowledge of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In his precious name, I pray. Amen. Let us dive right into our subject today, which is another sin that so easily besets us. Self-pity. Do you believe others are better off than you are? Deep down inside, do you feel sorry for yourself? Do you attract other people who complain, blame, and feel like victims? Are you negative or pessimistic? Do you put yourself down a lot? Do you blame others or situations for feeling unhappy? Do you think God is against you or that life is against you? Do you see problems in their worst possible light? Do you think other people intentionally hurt you, ignore you, or mistreat you? Do you keep reliving painful events that happened to you in the past where you were the victim? Do you think other people just have a better life than you? Do you reject constructive criticism? If you answered yes to those questions or one or two of them, you are definitely not alone. This sin of self-pity is a sin that so easily besets all of us. What exactly is self-pity? Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines self-pity as a feeling of pity for yourself because you believe you have suffered more than is fair or reasonable. Ouch! Haven't we all felt that way sometimes? Where does self-pity come from? I think we all know it doesn't come from God, right? I believe it comes from one of three places. The world, which is our thoughts. The flesh, which is our own thoughts. The world, which is the philosophies of the world that is at enmity with God and the devil, 
which is our enemy who seeks to destroy us. Most often in my life, my self-pity comes from my own thoughts and distorted way of thinking. As sinful humans, we have a tendency to replay past negative experiences we have had when we were a victim of some person's wrongdoing or when we were the victim of some situation that was beyond our control. Your situation or experience may be more horrific than mine or mine may be worse than yours, but we all have had things happen to us in this life where we were victimized in one way or another. We have the natural tendency to hit the rewind button, so to speak, over and over again in our minds until these thoughts become habitual. If we persist in this type of thought pattern, we eventually suffer internally, emotionally, and spiritually, because we fail to realize we are no longer a victim of whatever the situation or wrongdoing was, and we begin to behave as if we are still victims. Do any of you listening relate to this? Do any of you replay past negative events and experiences in your mind? My guess is yes. Things will inevitably go wrong in our lives at some point and at times and different seasons in our lives, people will inevitably sin against us. Remember, the Bible says when your brother sins against you, not if your brother sins against you. This verse informs us that we will be a victim from time to time, but we are still called to overcome. Some of you listeners may be saying, What do you mean? Are you saying I'm supposed to think God was loving me when he allowed that awful thing to happen to me? Am I supposed to think that was okay? I would reply to those of you out there that have been hurt and wronged by others that God loves you and vengeance belongs to him. He said in the Bible, he will repay. There is nothing hid that will not one day be revealed. God also said he comforts the brokenhearted and those that are afflicted. Have you gone to him for comfort, my friends? He will, by his Holy Spirit, comfort you, as he is the God of all comfort. To feel sorry or self-pity for ourselves is a natural thing to do. It is as natural to us as breathing is to us. The Bible says no, no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord his church. That's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Feeling self-pity proves we love ourselves. Oh, no, I don't, some may say. I have very low self-esteem, and I don't love myself enough. That is not what the Bible says, and I personally choose to believe the Bible even when I don't feel like it's true. If we really hated ourselves, we would never have a bout of self-pity in our lives. After all, if I hate myself... I would welcome any ill treatment others give me and consider myself worthy of it. We would not struggle at all with any of the bad or unjust things that have happened to us. May I encourage you to seriously think about that for a while? The problem with us, even us redeemed sinners, is that we think too highly of ourselves most of the time. We harbor thoughts such as, how could she or he have done that to me? Why did God allow that to happen to me? What did I ever do to deserve such ill treatment? By thinking on ourselves, we fail to think of God and or others. So I think we're all prone to self-pity, so how do we overcome it? The first thing I do and will therefore suggest to you is I ask myself, what am I thinking that is causing me to feel self-pity? 
I acknowledge that when I allow thoughts of self-pity to go unchecked, I will suffer emotionally and spiritually. Next, I th- the next thing I do is I pray for the Holy Spirit to help me stop focusing and dwelling on myself. Whenever we are focusing on our own pain or suffering, we are not focusing on Jesus Christ or on others. Learning to turn our thoughts upon Jesus takes resolve and practice, and learning to care for others in the body of Christ also takes resolve and practice. But the more and more we choose this path, the more it will become habitual. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You see, we have a responsibility here. God isn't going to do it for us, although he will help us by his Holy Spirit. We finished a whole series on what are you thinking, which gives us the eight things in scripture that we should habitually be thinking. If you have not listened to those, may I encourage you to go back and listen to those? I trust it will be a blessing to you. We are in charge of our own thoughts. We don't have to believe every thought that shows up in our minds. We must be aware and on guard that we are in a spiritual battle in our minds with the flesh, the world, and the devil. We should not believe any thought that is not true. Jealousy can also trigger self-pity. Why is she so popular? Nobody seems to like me. Why is she prettier than me? God isn't fair. Why are her children athletic and mine are not? These type of questions can go on and on because when people appear to be happier or more prosperous than we are, we're prone to jealousy and we're tempted to wallow away in self-pity. Rather than rejoicing for others in the way God created them, we accuse God of not being as good to us as he is to them. God is good to all of us. And the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. Do you love God, my friends? Then believe him and be assured that all things, even the bad, horrific, and unimaginable things that have happened to you, work together for good somehow. We do not and may never find out how on this side of glory But that is not our business. It is God's business. Our business is to trust and obey Him. Thank Him for helping you survive whatever it is that you've had to endure. Trust that God will repay one day. Thankfulness is an antidote to self-pity. One preacher once said, if we got what we truly deserved, we would all be burning in hell with our eyes poked out and our backs broken. Now this sounds very extreme, I know. But the point he was trying to make was that we have so much to be thankful for. If you have food and raiment, which is clothing, the Bible says to be content. Many around the world don't have food and clothing. We truly are blessed here in America, and we can find many things to thank our Heavenly Father for. Renew your mind by meditating on God's love, mercy, and grace toward you. This will help you develop a thankful heart and develop a habit of praise. The Psalms have many verses you can read and meditate on. Look for ways that you may be a blessing to others, less fortunate than you. 
Tell some poor lost soul about Jesus Christ and his power to save lost sinners. Help those that are physically weaker than you in the body of Christ. Resolve to encourage others and be an overcomer, the survivor, the conqueror, the victor in your life stories. Friends, we have the power through the Holy Spirit. Do you believe it? Live in the present, not in the past or the future. We have no control over the past and we certainly have no power over the future. But we know the one who holds tomorrow and knows all about our past. Think of yourself as more than a conqueror through him who loved us and gave himself for us. The fact that you are here, right at this very moment, listening to the sound of my voice is proof that you are a survivor. Are you inspired when you hear a story of someone who overcame the most egregious things? Doesn't it inspire and encourage you? I know it does me. Just the opposite happens when I hear someone who is stuck in the wallowing of self-pity for things that happened a long time ago. It tempts me to feel hopeless and I feel tempted to question God's care and omnipotence. I used the word tempted because I refuse to think of God that way because it is untrue. I do not want to be one who puts a stumbling block in the way of my sisters and brothers in Christ or an occasion to sin in their path. Let us be more like Jesus Christ, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set at the right hand of the Father. Because the truth is, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us and gave himself for us. May God help us to set aside the sins that so easily beset us. I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless. And don't forget to check out ChristianLifeCoachTools.com. There's weekly blogs. There's a portal where you can contact the host of Destination Transformation and set up a free coaching session or have some time and get some resources to find out more about the Lord. You have a great week. Thank you for listening to Destination Transformation Podcast. We hope it has been an encouragement and blessing to you. And if so, please listen next week to episode number 12, the third part in our series called The Sins That So Easily Beset Us.